unless we involve from the very, very beginning. So at the later stage, you will see person with disability and the child who is without disability will tend to look so strange towards the child who have disability. That is the idea or concept is that to get involved from the beginning so that no one will look strange in a later stage or so, so that they can help, they can feel the same, they can realize that they can learn together and help together. Stick your neck out. The weekly podcast of the Giraffe Heroes Foundation. Meghalaya means in Sanskrit residence of the clouds. This small state in the Indian Northeast, which is still hardly touched by tourism, is often referred to as the Scotland of India. It is really beautiful, they say, yes. but it's also one of the least developed states in India. About three-fifths of the people are literate. Most of the terrain is highly and experiences heavy rainfall during monsoons. Actually, we had to postpone the recording of this podcast a couple of times because of the rainfall. Communication is not always available to my guest today. Kantari alumni Pinhoi Tang. Pinhoi Tang is empowering the persons with disability through her Sapphire Early Intervention Center and community-based inclusion development program as part of Bethany Society in Jainta Hills, Meghalaya, India. Welcome, Pinhoi, to our podcast. Hello. Pinhoi, when you were at the Kantari Training Center, you had the vision of reaching a society in Meghalaya free from superstitious beliefs where blind children and adults can live a happy, dignified life. Can one say that in your society or your community, like in Tibet, being a person with disability means that you have committed sins in the past? Yes, they believe that. So there are points where they where they treat the person with disability visually impaired with a traditional uh, medicine where they use like ginger or uh, black pepper. There is a traditional uh, practice to, to heal about that uh, illness or the, they believe that because of the curse of the of the past ancestor because maybe they do uh, they do something which is not acceptable for the society that why they are punished with getting the children visually impaired or locomotive disability or or hearing impaired. And because of that, and then you will see like the society, the neighboring like neglected those people who are having those children with disability. And the pressure will be more to the parents because they are not involved. They are not getting support uh, from the neighbors, from the society. And they tend to be so stressed. And they're looking for whatever they can to heal the child. But at the end of the day, there's no care. So sometimes the children, uh, the parents like come to the point that they, they cannot do anything with the child. So they just leave them like that. So at the end, the child will be uh, neglected from the family, from the society. And then the life of the person with disability is more tough. Okay, you also had like a visual impairment. Yes. It was also that the case for you in your family? Actually, like to say so, I really have a very wise mother, I think. And because what my parents told me in when I was a kid, we will, whatever we can, we will look for the school for our children who is visually impaired. And then we send them to school so that at the end of the day, whatever's happened, Maybe they can just survive with their education. And in case of that, they stopped two of my siblings 
to go to school so that they can help in the family to earn money so that they can send us to school. So one among the person with this uh, with disability uh, family, I think I really appreciate my mother uh, wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are really lucky. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was a really wise move. In May 2014, the National Green Tribunal stopped coal mining in Meghalaya. Environmental experts claim that the relatively archaic mining techniques affected groundwater. This decision had and still has a serious impact on the life of people with disabilities in the mining areas of the state. Can we talk a bit about that? Yes, yes. So when we were in the school, my mother itself and my sibling itself is working through the through this um, coal mine laboring like they are able to support an education and even after us and when the coal mine stop doesn't doesn't affect only to for our family it affect the whole people who are supporting their family from that laboring that coal mine is it's very active once upon a time and then people tend to forget uh, some traditional um, uh, farming most people are going for that work. Why they forget? Because even though they want to work, the land and, and the water is not fertile because of that coal mine. And people are really suffering in the, especially the poor people, because they, they like from hand to mouth. Of course, they work in a coal mine, but they, they work hand to mouth. Like my mother, she is just a labor who collects the coal mine, even though she is not going inside the, inside the rat hole. There are certain of people who dig the coal mine and then they brought it from underground and then another people who collect it there and they bring it in a certain place where they, they collect it fully, they stock. I mean, they, they had a stock of that coal mine. Another certain of people who, who from that coal mine, they have to put it inside a truck with a kind of a basket. They... Individually, they carry it in their head and put it inside the truck and another section of people can sell it. My mother, she is working in that area. But what happened then with these people? I mean, after, after the, the mining was stopped. Oh, during that time, when the coal mine stopped, we can see the, the people suffer. Some of our person with disability family are like, you see that they, it seems like when they are, when they are, Uh, earning when the coal mine is there, they are earning. They try their best to collect their their money whatever they can. They build a house. I mean, like concrete house, okay. Yeah. And when the coal mine stops, you will really see how people are suffer to get how to eat. Sometimes we reach to the house of the person with disability. the The water is boiling in in a fire, but they don't have to cook for that day because. They are there. There is no work, and then it takes time for them from where to get money to buy food and cook. And then the children, where we work with the person with disability, you will really see like they are very malnourished. And then we used to say that, like, what kind of food you eat and how do you eat? We try to see the routine of the daily what they eat in a day. Because of the outreach program, we realize the children are very malnourished, so we start to approach the our funding, like nutrition, food and all. So they, they allotted the, in the early intervention part to get food, which is nutrition for the children with disability. I see. But it was not because of this situation that you started your early intervention center, isn't it? 
in my village who have a person with disability, I used to think that, oh my God, when will I get money and then I give to I give to the people so that they can go to school. So that is come in my mind. So I I just but what I'm thinking is not possible. What I'm thinking is not really the the correct way how to do it. So I went to the director and said, so I want to do this. I want to do that. And then I, I said, so I want to study therapy, physiotherapy, because I can help the person with a disability who is having problem in the eyes or in the leg. And he took an initiative to send me to the village with the, the staff of Bethany Society. When he sent me to the village with the staff of Bethany Society, then I get more in information. I get more experience. So that is how I developed my idea to start an early intervention. Because I realized from my side, I went to school older than the school age. There are less opportunity to learn. There are less opportunity to do things. So I always think that what about the children can learn from the early age? So I, I get an experience of that. I, I got an information of that. So I developed my own idea, my own dream. What about if? If this happened in the, for the people from the village who cannot get opportunity. So that is where I come across the country. So I, the moment I read it, I see the link with my aims. So I told my director that, sir, I want to apply this. I want to go for this. So and so you you managed to, to create or to, to bring up the idea of this concept, this early intervention center. Can you help us understand the concept of early intervention? So what the idea is that all the person with a different type of disability will be involved in the early intervention center. But I realized that we have different, the teacher or the or the catalyst or the anybody who handled an early intervention should be very, very educated or study or have been learned about how to handle the different type of disability. So that is the point where we train our staff in this which is called CBR, CBR, which is Community-Based Rehabilitation. The staff itself train on the multiple disability. So any type of disability can be handled by, by the staff. And then again of that, which is inclusive early intervention. So inclusive early intervention itself, what is the target is that for a person with disability is from zero to 12 years. And for the children who is who don't have a disability is three to five years, which is one one hour in a day, like to be in the intervention. And when the, the children with disability, when they come, they come along with their parents. So the, the concept itself is that the children will learn, will, will, will have a recreation, learning towards academy from the beginning. Because... Unless we involve from the very, very beginning. So at the later stage, you will see person with disability and the child who is without disability will tend to look so strange towards the child who have disability. That is the idea or concept is that to get involved from the beginning so that no one will look strange in a later stage or so. So that they can help. They can feel the same. They can realize that they can learn together and help together. Okay, Pinhoi, you explained me that next to your concept of early intervention, you are also taking care of child development. That includes helping them how to get dressed independently, enabling the environment, showing them how to get tasks like washing their hands properly and so on. 
and also you are enabling them to get access to be prepared for the moment when they enter proper schools, how to enroll in the educational system. The World Health Organization defines CBR, this community-based rehabilitation or development, as a strategy within community development to increase access to rehabilitation services in resource-constrained settings to improve the equalization of opportunities and social inclusion of people with disabilities. So how do you manage this? So like before we come to CBID, CBID is a new, is a new idea of uh, development. Actually, it's a CBR only. And uh, just recently, the CBID is coming. Okay, So before, since 2010 until this, uh, on, I think for one year only, now it changed into CBID. Actually, it's a CBR approach only. We are working as a CBR in, my, in, in, in the project itself. So because of the CBR, we are able to reach out to many persons with disability in the village. So what we do is we have um, an outreach program. Because of the CBR, that was already, our staff is already trained as a CBR where they how to identify a person with disability, with multiple disability, visually impaired because of that CBR. So they get a training within that resource of the CBR program itself. So they get the training first, and then we go to the field and identify the children with disability. And then we develop that our own in our own project, we have enabling. We give the name, to separate it from the early intervention, we give the name of enabling environment. So they go to the field and identify the child. If they find a small kid, they, they manage the early intervention. They can, those who are near, they can bring them to the in, uh, center. And if they cannot bring them to the center, they went to the field for home-based program. We enroll the child in the school and then we we break the system because of that the children now they are like we have 300 381 uh, cbr program sometimes we enroll them in a village school sometimes we enroll them in the specific uh, boarding school like now you can hear like 381 who are uh, in the school because we run in uh, 40 villages the project <laughs> has now 40 villages and then we have 381 below 25 years. The, there are uh, there are children who is enrolled in the village school. There are children who is in the in the boarding school. And in the, in in the village school, the CBR staff used to go to that school where the child is specific, and then help the child help the teacher work together the, with the teacher, like how to teach a child with person with disability. Yeah, yeah, which is which is really difficult. And then what we do, a part of that, we have the we have those who are those are not going to school any anymore those who are not going to school we link them to the government program which is skill development skill development means how to start their own small business those students who is passed out from school or who drop out from school we what we call we call it tpo group which is disabled people organization what we did we we promote we promote the disabled people organization. We promote the parent association of persons with disability. So that when we promote the, uh, the parent association of persons with disability, they can look their own their own right to fight for their own right. If you remember CBR metric, there are five uh, stages. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So livelihood is one which is uh, regarding with the uh, with the DPO group. And then which has, which which is with income generation. And if you see with with the education metric, CBR metric, it it helps it help the kids like we link we do the linkage with the, the primary school, with the higher education, with the skill development like tailoring, 
we send them we we send the, the those uh, person with disability adult who who don't want to go to school anymore and then who want to do something and if you work if you see with empowerment empowerment itself is a disabled people organization they empower themselves they have their own group they find their own solution for their own right you know entitlement of scheme entitlement of disability certificate entitlement with if anybody who is uh, who is rejected from the school so they can help their own their own parents and all and they can help their own person with disability to fight for their rights and when you see with them with the health health is like what i am talking about like food nutrition from small kid we provide them from the whatever we can but we we cannot to the most extent that everything will be provided <laughs> but some but uh, the staff will be carry one well, anything which is nutrition and when they go for home base they give to a child okay i have the feeling that you are having a really huge impact in in the society with with this with these projects you also work to integrate a mental health program with your projects right if you remember that i told you my father is an epileptic in the, in the latest stage i i developed uh, like we i see the need that mental health program is one of the important issue to to bring into the project so we have an uh, we have like 300 uh, mental illness who take medicine from our project so we find that hands foundation from india who support the the medicine for those people who are with mentally illness that is how we work with with the epilepsy with the schizophrenia and all those we provide mm. them medicine we do the consultation with the parents with the family and then if they are better again we involve them in the livelihood so what we did we we give them a training on how to do poultry pickery and all this farming and all and now we have the the community health also like every month the doctor used to come to our office in Jaintia Hills so it will be more easier for the people who get the service to uh, in in the in the doorstep of them so because from the project to to the main office in Shillong is quite like 80 90 kilometers so that is how we get to manage to because of the hands foundation project so they support this mental health we get a chance to bring the doctor to the to the near in the village so that people can access the service that is how we look forward towards the life of livelihood program of person with disability to involve them as much as possible for an opportunity to own as much as possible to get an education to get a social security all this yeah and as you told me before thanks to the efforts and join hands of the bethany society and you going into the fields but also working closely to the government and the community heads all the laws also apply to persons with disability and they actually have access not only to regular schools if possible but also to workplaces and the rights and the rights that come with it to every other person too so what will be your message to the people out there in your community who are listening to this podcast and your message to the people all over the world who might uh, be listening to all these projects you have you have talked about so you know when uh, what i experience is that when you go and talk this kind of thing to involve a person with disability most people find it so difficult before doing they find it so difficult how to involve them how to do them how to do it or they are not trained to help the person with disability what if they are in the school and then and then we have a lot of uh, they find it so difficult to involve but actually it's not difficult 
you just have a common sense to do it. Just have a common sense to do it in a very easy way. Like we are not different from the person with um, who is not a disability. The, we only need more time. Just try to create your own ideas how to involve the person with disability because it's not difficult. It's very it's easy because we are also access like like the rest of the person in this world. So we want to be involved. We want to be included in any program. We want to have an opportunity. So the people who will involve us in any program, it's not difficult. It's just have a common sense how to do it. Pinhoi, I'm I'm impressed from your courage and your you know this this stubbornness sometimes that you can you can uh, listen to just you want to do something and you 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 go through it how <laughs> because you see the need first you see the need and then you want that need for that specific person to be fulfilled so you find out the opportunity how to do it so that they can get an opportunity you find the oppor- you find the 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 methodology You find the ways and means that how can I involve this person? How can I do it so that this person can be getting this opportunity to be in the school, to be uh, in the livelihood, to be in the to be happy, to like like the rest of the the rest of the person in the community is to be socialized together with the the other person so that he will not be lonely because we also we are important. We are feeling we have a feeling. Of sadness, of happiness. So we, of course, we want to be with the rest of of the people in the community, in the world. We want to learn we, because we are we have a feeling too. So because you see the need, and then you find the ways how to do it. It's, it's simple. It's simple, yeah. It, and simple as it is, it's also complicated. So, <laughs> Pinhoi, thank you so much for doing your work. Thank you, thank you for having the time to talk to me. And and also for this great work you are doing, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. I really wish that you can visit the project one day, and then you can learn more. Yeah, Please. I will. I will. Actually, we are planning to um, we are planning to uh, to go to India if if the corona situation gets better. Well, I will be very happy to see you, and then and me too. I will be also really glad <laughs> yes, to. Yes. Okay. Thank <laughs> you so you. much. Yeah. All the best. Yes, of course. Stay safe and take care. Huh? <laughs> And there we are at the end of the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. You'll find the stories of people sticking their necks out every Tuesday on Spotify, iTunes, our homepage, and every other place where you get your podcast. And if you subscribe, you don't have to look out for us. We'll be coming to you. Dear listeners, if there is a friend, a family member, an organization, or someone you know who is doing a great work in the community, someone sticking their necks out, just nominate them as a giraffe hero or tell us about them. Come and visit us at giraffe-heroes.eu. My name is Jean-Pierre Gerdurañona and I hope you join us also on our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. But more importantly, I hope you join us again next week. Stick your neck out. The weekly podcast of the Giraffe Heroes Foundation. 